0: Welcome to African Catholic Voices, a podcast service of the Pan African Catholic Theology and Pastoral Network. My name is Father Stan Chuilo. I am your host today. Here we focus on issues that touch the lives of Catholics in Africa and African society in general. We tell the stories of faith and life in Africa through the life and witness of everyday African Catholics, laity, religious, or cleric. In the past two episodes, we have focused on the agenda of African nuns for the Synod on Synodality that is ongoing. Today, we want to look at this womanist agenda through the lens of my conversation partner, an African laywoman from Zimbabwe, Amainini Regina Matambanatso. Welcome to African Catholic Voices, Amainini.
1: Thank you, Father.
0: We are so happy to have you today, Amainini, and I am sure that our listeners throughout the world would like to know who you are. So could you please introduce yourself to our listeners, Amainini?
1: Thank you. I'm Mrs. Regina Matambanazo. I'm 76 years old. I have three children, one girl, and two boys grown ups. I live in Zimbabwe. I am a Catholic and I am a retired nurse. I did my graduate training in the US.
0: Wonderful. Thank you, Amainini. And um you live right now in Zimbabwe. I'd like to know how has life been for you and for many women in your country, Zimbabwe.
1: Our life, especially during this pandemic, has been very difficult, particularly elderly people like me. It has been difficult actually going to church because we had a lot of the elderly who succumbed to the disease. Mm -hmm. So we ended up just, you know, doing your prayers at home. We could not go to church because then we were not supposed to be, the numbers of of people were allowed to gather was very small.
0: And beyond going to the church, were there other challenges that women in Zimbabwe faced during the pandemic that you like to share with me?
1: Oh, yes. Apart from going to church and praying economically, the Zimbabwean women have got challenges. They need to raise monies for children's school fees, and a lot of other things which they need to do. So it was, they have small businesses which they've been running around doing, Mm -hmm. selling vegetables, but during the pandemic, they could not do that. So life became very difficult.
0: And how has the church in Zimbabwe supported women like you, particularly the elderly, those at the margins of society, the poor, and those who are hungry for God? In those days, When, like you said, there was a a huge lockdown in Zimbabwe, how did the church accompany you and many other women and men and indeed the people of Zimbabwe?
1: The main part which the church helped with is doing the small bit St. Vincent de Paul organization, which has been working very hard to help the poor. This is how they looked after the elderly and the poor.
0: Through the Saint Vincent the poor?
1: Oh, yes, they do fundraising, they go and you know collect any old clothes and they look for things like meal Mill for people to get food. They've been doing those activities which has been very helpful to the poor and the elderly.
0: Yeah, Thank you Amainini. I know that this question is pretty obvious. You know Amainini that the synod on synodality called for by Pope Francis is currently underway. The local, oh. the diocesan process is going on, and we will begin to have national and then we have the regional, and eventually the whole church will convene in Rome in October 2023. And often these conversations on around the themes of the synod have been conversations among priests religious bishops and scholars. Uh, many people are calling for a synod at the grassroots. So what has this synodal process been for you? How have you participated in this conversation as an enlightened Catholic uh, woman in Zimbabwe?
1: I should be honest, if I, maybe there might be other people who have participated in some form or other, but it's, far as I know, the lay people, us, we haven't participated in the synod. We only know that the bishop will be, you know, some bishop will be going to Rome, but we have not been involved. Why is that? I think today I I should thank God that we are, you know, we are having this discussion because I think this are some of the things which are missing in our Zimbabwean Catholic way. I don't know other countries. But in Zimbabwe, we would ask really for us to have those discussions at our level so that when they go to Rome, whatever is going to be presented there, it's coming from the people.
0: So you mean that in your parish or your diocese in Harare, that the church is not consulting you about the themes that the Pope has asked the church to discuss in order to position the church to face the challenges and opportunities of our present day. Are you saying that you're not being consulted, the lady? that you're not being consulted, there's no dialogue going on? This looks to me very surprising,
1: Amainini. Right. I might be talking for myself, but to be honest with you, Father, I haven't heard of any meetings where people are being asked to contribute to the synod, you know, for the bishops not coming to Rome.
0: So, what then do you think could be done so that people like you and many other women and men, because from what you're saying, it's not just women. You're saying that basically the lay members of Christ faithful in Zimbabwe, according to you, that they are not being consulted about this synod. So, what then do you think should be done so that the situation can be improved?
1: Right. Again, to correct myself, what I'm saying, it might be somewhere in the hierarchy of men, but for women, I'm very certain haven't had anything concerning any consultation before the Senate. So we would actually would want to ask that we are we are also involved because the things that happen here, you know, they concern us as women and children. So we need to be involved so that whatever changes will come they will come because we have asked for those things
0: thank you very much amainini brothers and sisters you are listening to african catholic voices a podcast service of the pan-african catholic theology and pastoral network and today my conversation partner is Mrs. Regina Amainini Matambanazzo, a nurse who is a Zimbabwean, a mother, a very committed Catholic, and Amainini has been speaking on the need to consult the faithful so that they can bring their own agenda, their suggestions forward for the church, as we search during this nodal process for the path that God is opening to us so that we can walk together in meeting with the gospel, the challenges and opportunities of today. So Amainini, if you were to meet Pope Francis today, what would you like him to know in order to help the church to support African women like you?
1: Thank you, Father. I would really ask Pope Francis to have the girl child empowered assistance where the the girl child goes to school, gets educated, and even the women, the grown-ups, if they could have activities like projects being introduced where they can actually be economically assisted because (laughs) the lay women, they are facing difficulties economically.
0: So you are saying that a lot of women in Zimbabwe struggling economically, but you also talk about Catholic education of girls. But I understand that the Catholic Church in Zimbabwe has many schools where they are educating girls. Are these schools not enough? So what else do you think the Pope can do? Because already the Jesuits, for instance, I know they're running a lot of schools in Harare, even higher institutes of learning So are you unaware and my nini, of these schools being run by the Catholic Church providing education for the girl child?
1: I'm very much aware. At my age, I also went to a Catholic high school. That's where I did my high school at a Catholic boarding school. Mm -hmm. But this is for those who can afford. The rest of the people, especially in the rural areas here in Zimbabwe, they just go up to maybe Form 4 and it ends there. You cannot get a job in Zimbabwe with your phone four.
0: And what of the rights of women in Zimbabwe? For instance, we look at the politics in your country and you see that a lot of women are not involved as well. So the problem you point out is not only in the church, but also in the wider Zimbabwean society, women are not yet in the mainstream. So What will you tell the Pope on how he can support Zimbabwe, the women, so that there will be gender equality and more visibility for women like you in Zimbabwe?
1: Yeah, well, (laughs) it's a major thing here in Zimbabwe because the government is just trying at the moment
0: Mm -hmm. to
1: bring about equality for the women. But uh, with Pope Francis... I know the first thing we would ask for is assistance, particularly praying for the leaders here in Zimbabwe so that they have the cognizance that God created us equally. Women, men, we are the same. There's no one who should be disadvantaged because of their gender.
0: So you are saying, Amainini, that women are disadvantaged in the church in Zimbabwe? Because of gender
1: i should put it correctly i'm not saying they are disadvantaged but economically women go to church and then if you find a woman who goes to church with a, a bag full of vegetables to go and sell after mass there is a problem because when you are going to church you concentrate on going to for your prayers to listen to the readings and that is something you'll take home to say okay What did God say to me today? But if you finish Mass and the next thing you are running out of the churchyard to go and sell vegetables, then there is a problem. Because that's what is happening at the moment.
0: Yeah, that's true. The economic situation in Zimbabwe is really one that the church in Zimbabwe and the church in the world must support the people, women like you, in changing this situation. But as a mother, what do you think the Catholic Church in Zimbabwe should be doing in building a better future for your sons and daughters, particularly because there is a lot of violence now and among, not just in Zimbabwe, in South Africa, in Nigeria, in uh, Mozambique, in many parts of Africa? Our young men and women are turning to violence drugs and making bad choices because the government has not provided for them a job, have not provided them for them education. A lot of them are also leaving the Catholic Church and joining some of these Pentecostal groups. Some of the young people are even forming their own churches. So what do you think the Catholic Church in Zimbabwe should be doing for young people to deepen their faith, to fill their heart with hope, and to support their empowerment so that they can grow up responsible citizens who can be the champions of a better future for Zimbabwe and the continent of
1: Africa. Right. Thank you, Father. I think, as I mentioned earlier on, anyone who is empowered economically, they will not waste their time going for drugs because they know they should survive. If their activities that they are supposed to do they would do that instead of engaging in bad behavior. So really, maybe what I would look at and ask from Pope Francis is that if we could get assistance, when I say assistance, it would be in any form for our young people to be engaged in something that is gainful mm-hmm. so that they they won't waste time doing stupid things in their lives.
0: Thank you, Amainini. And we like you to dream what would be your dream for Zimbabwe, the Catholic Church in Zimbabwe, particularly that at the end of this you know, process, what do you want to see? What kind of church do you want to see in Zimbabwe?
1: The beautiful, I know what we used to have in the past. Where you are free to go to church because you are going to praise God and not because you are Hungry? You might want to get someone who would help you when you get to church, or buy a bundle of vegetables from you for you to, you know, to go and get a loaf of bread.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so really, if there were any means to get us back to that beautiful life we used to have at my age, we would really thank God for that. We need assistance in Zimbabwe.
0: Yeah, thank you, Amainini, and I'm sure that many of our listeners will appreciate your wisdom. I'm sure that if Pope Francis listens to this conversation or those who work with him, including those who represent the Pope in Zimbabwe and in Southern Africa, that our brothers and sisters in Zimbabwe need our solidarity, especially because Zimbabwe is in the process of rebuilding itself the nation, and her people. And we thank you, Regina Amainini Matambanatsu, for your commitment to God, to your homeland, Zimbabwe, to your family, for your witness of faith and life as a nurse. And we pray that God will continue to bless you as you serve God's people in your own small the important ways and you represent a the everyday african woman out there who simply wishes to have peace peace in the society who simply wishes to be recognized as a human being with talents and gifts that can be used to serve the church and serve society and There are so many women in Zimbabwe who have talents, who have skills, but who don't have the opportunity, who don't have the means, the resources to apply their talents and the skills that God has given them. For such women, we pray that the church in Zimbabwe, in Africa, and the World Church can make common cause with them in order to leave them up, because that is why Jesus came to earth, in order to free those who are held in bondage, to give the good news, to proclaim the good news to the poor, and to announce that we are in the time of God's favor. And we'd like to conclude our, our discussion, Amainini, by asking you to say a prayer for us and put all these visions and dreams that we have talked about in the hand of Almighty God, who is the beginning and end of all things.
1: Thank you, Father Stan. Father, we come to you this evening, and particularly on my part, I wish to say thank you, Father, God of the Almighty. You have given us this chance to d- discuss the issue of women in Zimbabwe, and the young people in Zimbabwe. May all that we have discussed on be something that will help Zimbabweans whatever will be implemented from the Synod. I thank you Lord for having given me this chance and I hope it will help every woman, every man, every young person in Zimbabwe. We will continue to pray for the betterment of human beings in Zimbabwe. Thank you, Lord. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Thank you very much, Amainini. Thank you, brothers and sisters, for being a part of this episode. And we look forward to seeing you again next week for another engaging conversation with African Catholic Voices. Until then, we say to you, be strong in your faith be courageous in hope, be faithful and fervent in love. Take care of your life, your beautiful life that God has given you, and take care of each other. Let us become guardians of one another. And please take care of this beautiful earth that God has given to us as stewards. God bless you, and bye.